You're listening to Napa Valley College Now on NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us once again here at NapaBroadcasting.com with our continuing coverage as part of Napa Valley College Now, our continuing coverage of the Napa Valley Writers' Conference. Right now, we're going to spend some time with one of the faculty members at the conference. He is Ron Carlson. He has a master's degree in English from the University of Utah. He was a professor of English at Arizona State University and currently teaches in the programs and writing at the University of California, Irvine. He's the author of numerous numerous books and short stories. His writing has appeared in numerous publications, and it is my pleasure to welcome him here to the program. Ron, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. This is delightful. It's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about why you get involved in things like the Napa Valley Writers' Conference. Well, I'm an old teacher, and I've been uh, doing uh, summer conferences for, oh, 30 years, and actually I've been coming to Napa for every three or four years for 25 years. I mean, my kids were little uh, when we would stay at El Bonita and they'd come across and I would uh, run a workshop and teach. And uh, there's a real literary community in the larger area and and the Napa Valley Writers Conference brings them all together and focuses it. And we spend a week um, writing and talking about writing and rewriting and uh, listening to readings and uh, seminars. We just came out of a lecture um, of uh, on war and peace, so uh. it's uh, it's a rich week, and these things um, uh, really add to the summer, add to a summer. So it's it's, del- it's delightful for me. One of the things that always comes up in the context of these kinds of conferences, particularly where it's people from the community coming in, different than than people perhaps in in your classes at the university whether or not writing is something that can really be taught. Do people have to have innate skills before coming into these things? Well, language skills are a terrific help. It's the, the craft of writing is uh, totally obtainable. Uh, the elements of, uh, of prose fiction, the writing dialogue, writing description, writing imagery, convincing scenes, and so on. Uh, that last little bit, the idea of... Uh, of, of, of talent or commitment. I mean, the things you can't teach are empathy, which is very important, and you can't teach attention, uh, the idea that a person would bring all of her attention to the front page, and you can't teach uh, what a person chooses to write about. And um, the rest is sort of obtainable. And the old, uh, I'd like to say that when they asked the rock star David Lee Roth if <laughs> If money could buy you happiness, he said, no, you, of course not. But with money, you can buy the big boat and go right up next to where the people are happy. <laughs> and that's what this is. I mean, we can I'll go right up next to where it's done. I mean, well, I've seen uh, people learn to write and take on skills and have the right, writing get better and deeper and more considerate. So... Um, Anyway, yes, I, I think it, it, so much of it can be taught. Talk a little bit about what you've seen over the years at conferences like the Napa Valley Writers Conference and also in your classes about what it is that drives people to need to write. Well, there's a, there's a good question and a deep one and sort of ineffable. The, um, most of the people I deal with very happily are idealists. They're, uh, they want to write because they have a story. They're committed to their story. They want to make it as true and, and convincing and as solid as they possibly can. Um, they're not, I mean, in, in my world, there isn't so much 
um, people writing for that other reason. I mean, it's a little bit like the musician who wants to be a rock star but won't learn to play the guitar. And uh, so the the deal is that uh, it's, as I said, it's an ideal pursuit, both the poets and the fiction writers. And then in my career, I've had lots and lots of students who've gone on to publish books and have careers in media or as just as writers or as writer teachers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Talk a little bit about the skills. I mean, mostly at this conference, you're, there's the poetry focus and there's the fiction focus, but also there's a nonfiction focus for a lot of writers. Well, nonfiction is terrifically important, and the, we have it's a very, very popular uh, genre, the memoir and the history and the feature essay, the personal essay. And so um, fiction and nonfiction, and so much of nonfiction, have in common that we start many times in fiction. The old saw used to be, you write what you know, and many times in fiction we start with what you know, moments that maybe borrowed or lent or uh, assumed from life, vaguely autobiographical, and then write from what we know toward what we don't. And that that's in fiction. The um, But there's a lot of nonfiction writers, and I've written lots, uh, you know, 12 books of fiction, and mm-hmm. I've written two books of nonfiction, and uh, it comes up all the time, both in features and in memories and in uh, reviews and so on. You also wrote a, a young adult novel, a, a genre that has also become increasingly more popular of late. Yeah, it is. There's a real uh, rich field of... Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, very, it's very vigorous. Yeah, I wrote a, a book about three 12-year-old boys in the last summer of their friendship. And um, so it's... I, I sort of balk at the at the comparison. I mean, there's the thing about young adult, but so these books, some of them I see are just, um, I never met an adult who wasn't young in a way. <laughs> and so it's, uh, I think it's a kind of a marketing term and it, it, there isn't a parent who isn't trying to find a book that are, that are 12 year old or 13 year old once, you know, they want to hand it to them. And so there's more opportunity of those books now than, than ever before. Talking about these summer conferences and the people that, that you're teaching, what are the issues that are the most frequent? What are the things that you are dealing with most frequently in trying to help out these writers? Well, it's terrific because you meet a people. You meet people, I guess my section, my class this summer ranges in age from about 24 to 74. And there are people who have been out writing. They faced their pages the, the blank page alone for a year, two, three, five years, 20 years. Some people have been waiting to write until they retire. And so the first thing you meet is a kind of how, uh, this question like, how am I doing? Is this even valid? Uh, is this any good, et cetera? And so there's this confidence, which, um, you know, with writing, because of all the nuances and ambiguities, it's sort of always an issue. Doubt is always with us. And uh, doubt's a very valuable uh, instrument in help guiding us. But so it's it's that way. I mean, they meet that we have a variety of stories. Some of them realistic, some of them grim, some of them fabulous, uh, fantasies, etc. And we we discuss them around the table. The common issues of craft. And uh, I think that one of the things we take away from such a session, especially having ten or eleven other really fine highly evolved, ardent, committed readers 
is uh, everyone's affirmed in, in what they're doing and uh, trying to figure out. I mean, with each of my people, I try to figure out where they're going to put the next foot when they go home next week and uh, continue to advance the cause. How much of the focus for these writers is on thinking about getting published? Uh, not it, not really any. Uh, they, they come in. Some people have questions, but the um, the conference talks about editorial work, the marketing, and so on. But um, it's much better for me. I, I'm a writing teacher, and I can work with someone. I'm very, very interested in the writer and the writer's methods and the writer's approach to her next work or his next work. I'm not as interested in the product and the we in, in my work in the university as well and in the teaching I do, we always work um, on the writer and on the on and, and making this this piece of fiction they brought as as good as it can and seeing the ways you can amplify the promise of what you're writing. And then at the end when they finish they go on and finish and so on. Um, and a lot of my students from the university, we do the same thing for two, sometimes three years, where I keep them out of the marketplace, absolutely. Some of them could, could start publishing while they're in school, and there's no, there's no reason to that. There's no hurry. Um, they'll have time, and they do go on and publish their books, many of them. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about how many people are participating, how many people are you working with at the conference this year? Well, we have the classes are set at 12, and that's, a, that's an ideal workshop table so that everybody can read the manuscript. And then in an hour-long or maybe hour-and-a-half-long discussion, uh, we can turn over every stone, and the reader hears a lot of data about our work. So, um, yeah, so I, I have 12 students, and I'm not exactly sure how many classes there are. There may be, I think, five or six. Talk a little bit about how the students deal with what, what clearly has to be, in some cases, a, a lot of criticism. Well, it's, it depends on the people I'm working with here. The, the teachers at Napa have always been experts, experienced teachers. And yes, it's a very diagnostic session. I mean, uh, we celebrate what we can, and then we describe the rest. And so the criticism is really useful, and I'm we're very um, adept at couching the re reader's response in ways that might lead to the next step. There's no, there's no, um, so it's very, it's an affirmative. It isn't, not everybody gets an award. It's not one of those things. But you've got to be uh, intelligent, your intelligent response. Describe what you've read as accurately as you can to the writer. So, um, that person might understand, like, we need to make the girl a little tougher. We need to have more of a sense of where we are in the story. Is, you know, you meant to have it be cold. It's not cold. Um, things like that. Uh, ways forward, stepping stones. Are there trends or fashions in what you find students are writing about at any given time? Well, it's sort of continued in the last 15 years. You know, we had all those vampires and zombies, and we have all that fabulous fantasy because everybody's 19 or 20 years old. Their lives are perfect. They don't have any bills. Their apartment's paid for. They've got a car, so they write about zombies. I don't uh, quite get it, but uh, the um, no, there's a range of stuff. There continues to be a range of stuff in the university and here at Napa uh, in terms of people's concerns that... Um, and there's a range of modes. Some of them is broad and sweeping and fantastic, and some of them is very gritty and realistic. And so 
it's a healthy range, and we treat them. You know, everything gets treated to its own, um, to the degree in which it comes in. We meet it where you know, uh, whatever it happens to be. Of course, the advantage to Napa is you get to enjoy a glass of wine at the end of the day. Well, it's a beautiful place. It's uh, and uh, this also the, they've made uh, the directors here, the administrators are so um, they create such a collegial and easy environment so that everybody's on the same page and it's uh, it's a nice week. Ron Carlson, part of the faculty this year at the Napa Valley Writers Conference, taking place as we speak at the Up Valley campus of Napa Valley College. Ron, I thank you so much for spending a little time with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, the online radio home of Napa Valley College.